careful with it, would you? And, uh, bye. Thanks for saving me from the Chuck Norris marathon with the snack run, Carly. No problem. Don't get me wrong. Sharing a motel room with him after a hunt is an awesome way to celebrate. But the man's choice in movies is iffy, even on a good day. What about mine? Digging into the law was not my idea of downtime after we cleaned out that nest. I'm coming back with nothing even remotely close to natural in it. Besides, you know I'm itching to take the wheel without your Mr. Backseat Driver and his comments. What? Someone's by the car. Of course. The one time he parks a mile away from the rooms. Really, Sandra? That's what you're going with for weapons? Well, Dean never uses them. Because throwing stars are as good of an idea as those films he makes you sit through. Oh, put the demon blade away. It's our old partner in crime. Hey, I guess you're wanting to tag along again? Well, come on in before Sam turns on the puppy dog eyes and makes me cave and bring him a salad, which I'm not going to do. I'm not a kale delivery system. All right. Well, you know Dean's house rules in baby. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole, and the ones in the back enjoy the ride, idling in the Impala. Hope you like meatloaf. For a snack? Music, Sandra. Music. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fan fiction it inspires. My name's Sandra. I'm Carly, and today we are bringing you part two of our tops and our bottoms. So a few weeks ago, we did seasons one to five top and bottom episodes, and this week we're bringing you season six to ten. So uh, yeah, we're going to see if there's drama like there was, which I was <laughs> not expecting. Be, <laughs> that, that might be. I, I enjoyed the drama. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the drama, but so, since Sandra did her tops, First, last time, she's very generously said that I can go first yes. and do mine first. So we'll start like we did last time with our bottom tens. So if you just give me a second, I'm going to pull up my Google document because <laughs> they were prepared. And I was like, yes, this is awesome. Um, so we are going to go for it. I was ready. Okay. So coming in at number 10 on my bottom top 10 of episodes is do you believe in miracles from season nine it's actually the season nine finale and um the reason that it's in my bottom 10 is because it's got that fucking awful death scene of dean's Mm -hmm. that really really gut-wrenchingly awful awful death scene that makes me sad so that's it's in at number 10 i have to say i didn't have I, I didn't have any trouble picking out like top episodes, but I did have a little bit of trouble picking out bottom episodes because there's not so many bad episodes as bad plot lines in this mm-hmm. section of the series, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like in the early seasons, they were finding their feet. So there were a lot of like bad episodes that didn't work or didn't fit, but they're, they're in the groove now. So it's mostly just bad plot lines more than anything else. Mm-hmm. But this yeah. one is, this is in the bottom because it, it tugged on all my heartstrings and I was like, Dean, no, Dean. <laughs> so that's number 10. Coming in at number nine is the season six episode, My Heart Will Go On, which is the really, really dumb episode where Balthazar 
stops the Titanic from sinking. And apparently it has rampant effects all mm-hmm. the way through to the present day. And it was just, just a little bit weird and a little bit, like, it was just strange. I was like, if you're going to call on, you know, like, actual historical fiction or, like, pop culture of the movie, mm-hmm. I don't you know. It was just, it was just, it just, just didn't weird. Drive. It just didn't work. Yeah. It just didn't work. And I liked, I liked Balthazar as a character, but I just thought that episode was weird. Mm-hmm. That was just a weird one. Mm-hmm. So that's number nine. Then season eight is uh, episode eight. Sorry, is the season eight episode we need to talk about Kevin, which is actually the um, first episode of season eight, and it's in here not because there's anything wrong with the episode or anything like that. It's got that fucking dumb Amelia plotline, and I don't know if y'all have been listening. I don't fucking like her. I don't like her. I don't like the dog. All right, it's not the dog's fault, but I don't like her. The, I don't like the dog. And the whole thing was fucking dumb. I hated it. Just, I I like don't like any person Sam has slept with apart from Madison. So you fuck you, Amelia. Just go away. And then she's like, oh no, I thought my husband was dead, but he's not. Could you just go? Like, fuck you, woman. No, I don't like Amelia. That's why she's in here. Number eight, season eight. We need to talk about Kevin. Coming in number seven. It's the season nine episode, hashtag Thin Man, which is because it's a Ghost Faces episode and I fucking hate them. I don't like them. I think their episodes are dumb. It's just, I, I can see what the guy, like the, the producers were going for, but it doesn't work for me. I really just want to punch both of them in the face. Ghost Faces don't like. So that's where that is. Oh. Coming in number six, it's the season nine again, episode Bloodlines. Now, I know Bloodlines was technically a pilot for a spin-off show, but there's a reason it didn't get made, y'all. There's a reason it didn't mm-hmm. get made, and that's because it was kind of pants. Good premise. Like, I wouldn't have minded a premise, but like, I don't mind the premise. I think there's mileage in that, certainly mm-hmm. more than there is in a prequel. Sorry, Jensen, mm-hmm. if you're listening. but <laughs> Which, of course, he is. Like, he's a rabid fan. Um but it we're just, having him I don't on know. in a couple of weeks. I forgot to tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry about it, guys. Don't worry about it. He'll be on in a couple of weeks. He, he won't. Please don't come back thinking that we're actually going to get Jensen on. As cool as that would be. Um, but no, it was just uh, the premise had like potential, but the actual episode itself was like strange and weird and a bit of a letdown. And I you know just, what I, you know what I felt they were going with. And I mean, I don't know if you watched a lot of um. CW. So I felt like they were trying to do something like along the lines of the originals, the vampire uh, family. Like, oh yeah, I know, I know of it. Yeah, yeah. Down in in New Orleans and stuff. I feel like they were trying to get that whole like mob, mafia kind of vibe, like pitting. You know, I think in the originals it's um, vampires versus like I think werewolves are like you know the the big like thing. And I guess mm-hmm. it's something similar. Are they? I can't even remember. Now. Are they like shift? Is one of the family shifters or are they actually yeah, werewolves? Like, I can't I, remember. The teeth just always throw me off. Whenever I see the teeth, I'm like, is that a werewolf? Is that a vampire? What are they doing? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah. Generic monster teeth. Yeah. Yeah. It was like I said, there's it's not a bad premise. It's really not. But it kind of it went sort of contrary to the show. Like if the if the monsters, the brothers hunt were organized. It would have come up before then. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's season nine. You know we're well into this by now. If there was any kind of organization, we would have known about it by now. So it was just like kind of out of left field. It was weird. I don't feel the execution was great with that at all. Yeah, 
Yeah. No, not a fan. Coming in at number five, middle of the pack, is the season eight episode, Bitten, which was the found footage episode of the three college friends, one of whom gets bitten by a werewolf, and then it, it all goes to fuck from there. And I wasn't really a massive fan of the episode premise, but found footage things make me feel sick. I don't like mm. the camera motion. Okay. So it was always going to be in the bottom just purely by virtue of that for me. Mm-hmm. Even if it was a great episode, I still would have been like, oh, no, I hate it. Okay. But it just, it's like, it was, it was, I just didn't like it, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm not tuning into Supernatural to watch three idiots fuck about, you know? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I want to watch mm-hmm. Samadine fuck about. So it just, <laughs> I, I, I didn't sit right with me. I did really, really like the fact that they called back later down the line with the girl that they sort of they didn't let her get away but they kind of didn't bother to chase her did they no that was the one thing where they like they let her they let her go to kind of see what she would if she'd be able to i guess you know do the right thing yeah yeah and i i I like quite like the callbacks to that later down the line but that that episode for me i I like i feel nauseous thinking about the camera motion Mm. now so Mm -hmm. no and then number four Another season eight one. Okay, look, the hair on season eight was amazing. The plot lines, not so much. Not so much. Sorry, guys. They put all the production value into Jared's hair, and mm-hmm. there was nothing left over for the writers, unfortunately. <laughs> but so it number four is the season eight episode, Man's Best Friend with Benefits. Now, this has been brought up multiple, multiple times by fans. It's been discussed to death in podcasts. YouTube videos, everything else. So I'm just going to throw my hat in the ring. The black lady being the dog was weird. Mm. It was weird and it made me uncomfortable. And I don't want to say that it was outright racist, but it was weird and like an odd choice to make. Mm-hmm. You know, and we all love Supernatural, but you have to hold your hands up and admit it's got some issues when it comes to like diversity and representation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was just I was just a bit too weird for me I didn't like it and then also like if we took if we take outside the acting or the actor choice rather the whole she's a dog but then they're in a relationship and sometimes she's his girlfriend and sometimes she's his dog it was like it was fucking weird Mm -hmm. like all the way across it was weird Mm -hmm. did not enjoy and that was the scene Sam lets her in the motel room and then Dean comes back and she's a lady and I mm, (laughs) do not enjoy do not enjoy so I think, do not recommend. <laughs> I think my number three is going to be quite controversial with Sandra, but we'll see. We'll see. So my number three bottom episode of these seasons is season 10 episode fan fiction. The singing one. Hmm. I just, I don't know. I just didn't. It was cringy to me. It was really, really cringy. <laughs> I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I, I had secondhand embarrassment like all the way through that episode. Aww. I really didn't like it. Okay. I did not did not enjoy it all. And then there was like the like weird Wincesty undertones. And I'll I'll be the first one to hold my hands and be like, if you squint at that show, there's Wincest. Like it's fucking there. It's there a hell of a lot more than Destiel is. Like, mm. but I don't know. Like they were so overt with it. And I was like. I don't know. I kind of feel like maybe Jared and Jensen were uncomfortable with it as well. Like that's the kind of vibe I get. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm completely projecting, but I I just didn't like it. It didn't it didn't sit with me at all. Completely did not sit with me. 
So number two, and I mean, I'm, I'm, curious in, Carly. <laughs> I'm curious to know if Sandra can take a guess at what my number one worst episode is. Are you at number one can. already? No, I'm at number two. Okay, but I, I just want to know. Okay, okay. I'm going to be asking you what you think it is. But oh, number God. two. It's probably whatever I. <laughs> <laughs> number two is the season 10 episode, Dark Dynasty. It's towards the end of season 10. Mm-hmm. It's the one where Charlie dies. Mm-hmm. And it's a completely fucking pointless death. It plays into the accusation Supernatural gets a lot of being a bury or gay show. Mm-hmm. And it was just completely uncalled for, unnecessary. There was no need for that. Charlie was a really good character. She wasn't a romantic threat to the boys in any way. Because I know at the time of the show airing, a lot of fans had problems with the boys having any sort of romantic um, right. interests at all. That's why they never like they never stuck around or anything. But she was absolutely not a threat to the boys in a romantic way. And it was... it. <sighs> It just felt pointless and needless, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it's another diversity kill in a show that already has too many. Mm-hmm. So, didn't like it. Didn't like it. And, and also, somebody else Charlie doesn't was... like it either. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie was the fucking bestest. Mm-hmm. So, fight mm-hmm. me on that. She was mm-hmm. freaking great. Yeah. So, that's number two. So, Sandra, <laughs> any ideas? Um, I don't know if we're talking about like character death and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to say you probably picked death's door, but that could just be me. I did. I did not. Okay. I did not. My okay. number one bottom. It's be something this, obvious. Oh my God. Really if, it's the French, if it's the French mistake, I'm going <laughs> 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 to. It no, it's not. It's <laughs> not. It's not. Before I, before I reveal the episode, I want it noted. This episode wins my just now invented worst episode of the entire show. Not just season six to ten, the entire show. It is the worst episode. It should never have been made. It's it's fucking disgusting. (laughs) If this is in your top, we might have to stop being friends, Sandra. It's the season seven episode, Time for a Wedding. Oh no, no, I don't have that. No, like, no. Fuck for that. Okay. Right. I have. I, I I should have figured that out. Yes, Becky. You yes. really should have. Though. I should have figured that out. I think once you started, once you hit me with Charlie and the death, I was like, maybe this is where she's going with it. Okay, this is where they're going with it. Oh, I gotta get my pronouns. Nope. <laughs> Smack me. <laughs> no, nope. I'm gonna start like poking you or something. Um, no, this is okay. So there was the Becky episode. I can't remember if it was a Becky episode that came number one in my no, it wasn't. It was uh, it was Bugs that came number one in the in the uh, in the first countdown. But the Becky episode, uh, no, it's it the, wasn't the real Carly, Ghostbusters. Carly, the one that you picked because your bottom was my top was Mystery Spot. You picked Mystery Spot as yeah the worst. I know, I know, I had, I know, I had a Becky episode. In my yeah, last I think you had the real 10. Ghostbusters in there, maybe. And it's the real Ghostbusters, and I. Every time I rewatch Supernatural, I say if that had been gender reversed, if Sam and Dean had been female and mm-hmm. that had been a male mm-hmm. that had put their hands on a female like that and then weren't asked to stop, said no, the show would have been fucking cancelled. Like mm-hmm. it just would not have flown, even in like sort of like 2005 to 2010, even in those eras before all of the stuff that's happened to us recently, it wouldn't have flown. The show would have been cancelled. 
and exactly the same thing stands for it's time for a wedding. She fucking strips him and ties him to a bed, people. That's not okay. Mm. And I shouldn't have to be sitting here going, if it was gender flipped, it, the show would have been cancelled. It shouldn't have fucking happened anyway. You don't... Mm. The boys get sexually assaulted a lot in yeah. this TV show and everyone brushes it off because, oh, you know, they're really big guys and they're like, it's fine. It's not fucking fine. It's mm. not fine. She drugs him and kidnaps him and ties into a fucking bed and like, you have to assume she's touched him inappropriately because he asks her where his trousers are. It's fucking, mm. it's disgusting. It makes mm. me feel sick. And you can... I will give the sort of Dean reaction of, isn't she supposed to ask my permission with the whole Vegas thing? It's kind of funny. Like Dean's reaction is kind of funny, but like the fact that nobody in the show, in the episode or afterwards mentions like, hey, don't remember that time that girl fucking kidnapped and almost raped somebody. Mm -hmm. It just never comes up again. It's abhorrent. I hate it. I hate it, hate it, hate it. Becky comes back in season... She comes oh. back in season 15 and they try to redeem her. And I'm like, you can't fucking redeem her. Like, mm-hmm. oh no, Chuck clicked her out of existence. Fucking life's hard. You're a <laughs> despicable human being. Oh, you're married and you have children. You're a fucking sexual assaulter. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking disgusting. Yeah. And it's it's number one in the bottom for this section of the show. But it wins my award for being the worst episode in the whole show completely wow it's time for a wedding yeah fuck you becky yeah and you know what i'm sure the actress is bloody lovely but fuck you becky your character fuck you no so i have to be honest the only reason i didn't put this in my bottom was because there's two there's two saving graces in that episode when we get garth for the first time and i liked the introduction Mm. of garth in that episode yeah and it's based in delaware (laughs) So for that reason, <laughs> I couldn't put it because for me, it was like whenever there's a shout out of Delaware, I just, it warms my heart. And the fact that, yeah, okay, unfortunately, Becky was living in Delaware, but still the fact that they went to Delaware was like one of the things, but I agree with everything, everything that you said. I think there's only a mention. I think the times that they do mention it, they kind of mention it as an almost like, oh, well, you know, Sam, that's that's your girl or whatever over there that they're calling up. Or I think like Charlie might have made like a comment about she found some uh, books or series or whatever, like released. Um, and it was under like the name Becky, Becky Winchester or something, 76. Yeah. And and um, it and, you know, the the look on Sam's face is like you know, the boy went through assault, you know, and it's like and there's there's no. It's weird how they they don't come back to certain things that you think they might want to address, you know, at some point yes. that would have mm-hmm. an impact, you know, and it's just like it's just like a one and one and done where I'm like, you could probably have talked about that um, in detail a little bit, because that was a season two where, I mean, Sam was still dealing with um trying to get over Lucifer, you know, like, um, and losing his soul and like, you know, Lucifer kind of like projecting, you know, like all that, all that weird stuff that was going on. Like that's a whole, that's a whole thing, but yeah, no, I'm um, again, I'm just saying yep. why it's not in my bottom. <laughs> Those were the no. only two reasons. No, no, that's, that's, that's fine. I'll forgive you because, you know, state representation, it's a thing. <laughs> that it was it's a thing. And I'll, thing. I'll, for, I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you for that, but I will just, I will just draw attention to, um, another big episode, which unfortunately doesn't get the um, sort of 
the criticism it should get because there's some really funny moments in the episode but it's um the season season two episode with bella and the ghost ship um and obviously it's got that really great somebody stole my car mm-hmm, moment mm-hmm. in it which is fucking great but if you think about it they set sam up with that lady to get mm-hmm. into the party mm-hmm. and he is again sexually assaulted and nobody are like oh it's really funny yeah. haha sam go back and be sexually assaulted again it's fucking gross yeah yeah and you know there's the whole don't objectify me line mm-hmm. in there mm-hmm. like you know all right d- like bella doesn't touch dean inappropriately or anything but there's still like she still has the power over him yeah in that scenario and he so it's you know and it does it doesn't get any criticism that i really feel like it deserves because it's you know it's got some funny moments oh we should have angry sex after this blah 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 blah. but i'm just mm. so how do you think so i mean like because now i'm like i'm doing some self-reflecting you know and how we like when we do our objectification do you think our objectification (laughs) is done in a way where we know where the line is that we would never um say objectify you know like in person or do you know what I'm trying to get at? Like, cause I mean, like, yeah. I, I've like, I know that we, we hit on a lot of things about like the boys that we like that's physical and, and, you know, we talk about those, I think in detail, some to, to a, a large extent, um, would we, is it kind of hypocritical, hypocritical to say that, you know, um, well, but we don't do that. You know, we wouldn't do that to the person or to the, I mean, I, I don't mean, know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. So, from my, from my perspective, I like, I, I'm, I'll hold my hands up. I, I objectify the shit out of Jared and Jensen because you have eyeballs. They're very attractive people. Yeah, they yeah, are. Agree. But if were I ever to meet them, and Sandra speaking as someone who has met them, I'm sure that wasn't even in your mind at the time. There was nothing in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> there was nothing in her mind. She was a puddle. Um, but like, certainly I would equally be sort of a, a stammering fucking idiot, but it, it it would, I would do my level best to treat them with respect yeah. as another human being, not yeah. as, a, as an object or, or a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. You know, I used, I used to justify this by saying, ah, oh, we keep our um, objectification private, but this is on the internet. <laughs> so, but then I would argue it's probably still private because I very, very much doubt anybody from Supernatural is ever going to come and listen to this as much as we might want them to. And if they do, I kind of feel like as much as we talk about their bodies, we talk about them as people as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about Sam's abs all day long mm-hmm. and twice on a Sunday, mm-hmm. but I'm also going to talk to you about like the fundraising stuff Jared does or, you know, Jared's most recent, whatever he's done or the good things I've heard on social media about this. I'll come to Jensen's defense for, mm-hmm. you know, anything that might've happened. I would kind of view it as seeing the whole person. Yes, they're very attractive people, but they're much more than that. And yeah. I feel like we draw attention to both sides of that. Yeah. You know, like if either of the boys posted a fundraiser today or their wives even today, you better believe we'd be on this podcast, you know, supporting mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. bringing attention to it. We mm-hmm. don't treat them like that's all they're there for. So I don't yeah. know. Maybe maybe you feel that we are hypocritical about that. No, no, I was just, let, let us I, was know. Just, I was just thinking about, you know, like somebody else, 
listening and like maybe what their their initial thoughts are. I sometimes I like to play devil devil's advocate. I feel that we we know the balance, right? And again, like we would never do anything to even like with Sam and Dean, the characters. I mean, I think there's a lot of there's plenty of instances where Dean is very much the womanizer and very much, you know, um, he's had a lot to learn and a lot to grow in, you know, and I, I can't say he mm-hmm. probably does that 100% of the time he's gotten it right, you know, and but I think he's learned right as a character, um, a little bit here and there, um, how to approach women, maybe say as people. And I think he learns that a lot from characters that, you know, he's not romantic or, you know, attracted to, you know, he, he finds that, oh, they're La Charlie. Charlie is a good example of that, you know? Um, and I think he learns by those relationships. And I just know that, you know, as, as a human being, I want to treat someone with respect. Yes, I can find them extremely attractive and yes, I can not be able to communicate, but I also know that at the end of the day, like, you know, I don't want you to feel, um, even though that's what you're there for to some extent, like at a convention, I mean, people are there to see you, to meet you, to be close to you. So it's like they, it's almost, you're you're building that facade, but then how, how desensitized, you know, do they become? And even like to the extent Mm -hmm. of the characters, Sam and Dean are told a lot by guys, you know, while you walk around like that all day, you've got it easy, you know, like, so that kind of, um, I guess, you know, if you're Mm -hmm. pretty, it's easy. But then you have to deal with all of the ramifications of that of being objectified. And I think that they they have to yeah. deal with that a lot as Absolutely. characters and as actors. So, no, but I mean, Absolutely. I think that honestly, I think all of our like fawning and all of that, I, I, it comes from it comes from a really it comes from a good place at the end, because like you said, it's about the characters, too. I mean, um, yeah, it's just interesting. It's an interesting take, you know, on it. And I think people have different reactions to yeah it. it absolutely is and of course listeners out there if you feel you know any kind of way you agree with us you disagree with us you've got your own spin on it get in touch and let us know because mm-hmm. it's it's not a clear-cut thing mm-hmm. I know for me when I think about like see it's difficult because obviously Sam has Jared's body but Sam <laughs> is the one that my attraction is focused on mm-hmm. and it's a mixture of his personality and his physical appearance. So Jared provides the physical appearance, mm-hmm. but the boys, the boys themselves will tell you Sam and Dean are characters in their own right. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's over the years, it's progressed from playing a character to that character. It has a life of its own. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's almost a separate entity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even to them as the actors. So Sam lends his physical appearance, which is, you know, fucking beautiful. I hate you a little bit, Sam, Jared, a little <laughs> bit, but it's, I don't feel the same way about Jared as I do about Sam because mm-hmm. I know Jared is a married man with a family and mm-hmm. he's got wonderful good looks, but there's a hell of a lot more to him. Whereas mm-hmm. Sam's just a fictional character. doesn't mm-hmm. have the same kind of nuance as a living, breathing human. Right. And I feel like that kind of offsets it a little bit because it's, it's distinctly different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And the character is the character can be tailored to whatever you really want and need or experience or feel or I mean there's there's a lot of that too like so there's growth but then there's also what are you projecting onto onto mm-hmm. the character too so yeah it's it's interesting interesting yeah it it absolutely is it absolutely is <sighs> so so Sandra. I get to talk my bottom my bottom ten okay um, 
I will say, let's see, I was, I was taking notes. I think one, two, like five <laughs> of ours are stop. the same. I can't stop. Oh, cool. She can't stop. She needs a notepad in her life, guys. <laughs> she can't stop. So I will say, I think some of my, some of my choices are more because they're monster of the wiki. Um, so, but a lot of them fall in line. We'll, we'll talk about some of like the, the decisions and stuff I think that were made. Um, yeah, yeah. For plot. So number 10 for me is from season six and it's mannequin three, the reckoning. Um, and it's basically the monster of the week where there's the dead sister. She's tethered to her living sister because she donated a kidney and she takes over like the inanimate, um, like the dolls, different, different scenarios of like that kind of stuff. I just, I, I didn't, I, I just didn't, there was nothing to that episode. I mean, it's, it's, it's a cute episode. There's some funny bits, but, um, and again, like the way they handled the situation of, you know, a bunch of guys teasing, um, like a dowdy, you know, like a, like a quiet girl, um, you know, and then they kind of like pretend that she's got um, a secret admirer. And then in the end, you know, they accidentally kill her when they are pulling this prank. It just, I just didn't really like it. It just wasn't, it wasn't my thing. Yeah. And then plus she inhabits baby and baby's like chasing Dean. And that's just a whole thing that doesn't, you know, doesn't need to happen. And he has to apologize mm-hmm. when he's got to have baby go through a window just to get it to stop. So uh, it did not like that one. Um, then number nine is out with the old and that's from season seven. And again, uh, like old antiques are possessed and I think they turn the new owners kind of psycho. And it's just like another, it's just like another eh episode, um, mm. for me. Um, number eight is from season seven. It's the girl next door. Um, and this is actually an episode that Jensen directed and nothing against the directing of it um i've noticed though a couple like he i think sometimes he just gets crappy crappy episodes to direct like the scripts just aren't that aren't that great there's all there's yeah yeah there's two that are really awesome that i think he did they just everything went together um but it's one of the, them has to be weekend at bobby's right yeah yeah one of them yeah. does have to be that um that's good <laughs> but I, I love that episode i hate that they had dean kill Sam's friend who was the monster Amy um at the end yeah and there was also that whole thing about the son walking in on it um I don't know I just I felt like at that point Dean had grown more just a little bit uh you know and he I yeah I felt he didn't see all monsters as black and white I mean and I was I was trying to go back and like find an instance of it and like in season six he's got the whole baby shapeshifter that he was like willing to make sure that that kid, you know, was safe and in a good place. And I'm like, but then in this instance, you know, you're not seeing why she's doing what she's doing. You're just very much no monster done. And then that became a whole thing that they carried into the season. And, you know, it's a secret. Again, we get back into those secrets that the boys keep that held this rift between them. And I just, I just didn't like it. It just wasn't the thing. I just didn't like that episode. Um, Number seven is from season nine and it's hashtag thin man. And so it's the same number. Now I will say, I usually like the ghost facers. So I know we we are completely opposed to that, but I do usually like them. I feel that they, in a lot of instances where they're popped in, it's, it's needed sort of levity and stupidity that I think kind of breaks up what's going on. Maybe like 
in the season. Um, so I, I, I do like them usually, but I was just bummed that they were, they were making their dynamic and their relationship very manipulative and dependent. And I was like, yeah, okay, we get it mm-hmm. parallels, you know, yeah, I, I, but I already eh. feel bad that Sam and Dean are at a really low point in their relationship. And now you're hammering it home with this very obvious, um, you know, reflection of what's going on. I just, I just didn't like it. I, um, I just didn't like it at all, but yeah, I mean, really most of the other episodes that they've been in, I usually like it or, or when they just like drop them in, I think they dropped them into like, it's a terrible life, uh, where they were like watching ghost facers videos, like on how to deal with like ghosts and things. So I kind of like, oh, like yeah, yeah. The little things I liked about them. Um, but anyway, number six for me is let it bleed. And that's from season six. Uh, that's where Dean is mind wiped where Lisa and Ben are just, he mind wipes Lisa and Ben. He asks Cass to do that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Keep them safe. Um, and I just found that to be such an easy and lazy way out. And you really don't make mention of those two characters, I guess. Yeah. You don't make any real mention of them with any significance. It's kind of like what we were talking about with uh, time for a wedding, you know, like what happened with Sam, um, you know, by Becky it's just like you know he spent a year with them you know there's there's Mm. relationship that was built and you know I know and I know he said you know don't don't ever talk don't ever talk about them again and again that's just an easy way of just taking them out of the plot as a a hanging thread thing but you know I mean he spent a year with Benny and we had Benny for you came back yeah a good a, a good portion of you know of a of a season too. So I don't know. I just I I didn't like it's lazy. That. It's yeah. lazy story writing. Yeah. Completely. Just oh, we don't know what to do with these. Now Dean's gonna go back hunting with his brother. So we'll just we'll mind wipe them, whatever, which is it's just lazy. You know, there could have been I don't know necessarily that there could have been a better way to handle that because they were, of course, at risk. They knew yeah about the world. So they yeah. they were of course at risk, but like so many things in Supernatural, a conversation needed to be had. Yeah, yeah. And plus, or like ask them if that's what they want. You know what I mean? Like don't make that decision. You know what I mean for them? Because I mean, I know that they've talked about, like Lisa would say, like, you know, I don't know how to get over you just when I think I'm getting over you. Then something happens and, you know, you get brought back in. So maybe have a have a talk. Like this is what I could do. Like this is what we could have happen. And again, there's so many reasons why that just in and of itself wouldn't work. Because okay, you're you're wiping Dean from Lisa and Ben, but what about everyone else that's had interactions with Dean through mm-hmm. Lisa and Ben? Like, you're gonna put those two characters through. Well, what are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Like, there, like, was he wiped from everybody who was indirect? Like, there's so many questions about that. Like, it, it's too easy yeah. and lazy. And I get it's a superpower and it's something Cass could do, but I don't know. They, I feel like they use that a lot. I feel like they might use that a lot in the Winchesters prequel. I'm just having that feeling because that's hmm. something that was done a lot to the characters um, just by canon, you know, finding out that, you know, um, Mary, you know, Mary and John's memories were wiped when the boys did go back, you know, are they going to do that again? You know, and it's like, we already know that happened. How many times is that going to happen? So it's just, I don't know. I just didn't like it. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Number five is from season 10 and it's Dark Dynasty. Um, I basically yep. just wrote, you killed Charlie to give Dean motivation and tip him over completely to the dark side. Really? Couldn't have come up with something else. Sorry, yep. Amy Charlie could never make up for that. And I, I also hate that they brought back some characters that we loved in AU form and it's just not the same. Yeah, I did not enjoy that. So I didn't, I didn't like that at all. Um, again, I think in and of itself, not really necessarily a bad episode, but that they had to do that. Um, and then the way that they did it, you know, and I don't know, she was, she was, she was learning to be a hunter and I feel like she was a good hunter. And then you just put her, you know, put her in this and um, I just didn't like it. Didn't like it. Um, just another female pawn Yeah, to fuck yeah. around with the boys, but I'm just like, I don't like that you do that anyway, but mm-hmm. you've given this character such a great like storyline and mm-hmm. character arc and everything, and you just maliciously and lazily again mm-hmm. killed her off to give the boys motivation. They had plenty of fucking motivation, yeah. you know. Yeah, you don't stop did. that many apocalypses without motivation, people. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's the one thing that Dean needed to flip the switch. You know, he was already on whatever with the Mark Kane and all that stuff. I just. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, so number four is from season eight and it's man's best friend with benefits again. Um, so many weird innuendos, uncomfortable, just uncomfortable things going on with the witches and the familiars um, in that episode. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just icky. Um, uh, and again, like it's one of those situations where, yeah, you laugh at it, but they make Dean out to act so dumb sometimes like in the, and I just, I get that sometimes he can be like a little out of touch, but I don't know. Sometimes I don't like it when they make him so, so dumb. And I felt like he was kind of like acting very, not even dumb, acting very adolescent um, about the whole thing. And I don't know. It's a lot of, a lot of feelings about that. I'll watch it again and just make my husband and I are like, uh, why are they doing that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, number three is from season 10. It's Paper Moon, which is actually the werewolf chick coming back episode. All right. I just, yeah. I didn't like, I, don't, I just didn't like anything about that coming back. Um, I just wasn't interested, really. It just, and they, it was weird because they put that right after Dean. Um, they had like gotten Demon Dean resolved, and then they had that. And I was just like, mm-hmm. mm. I just, I just didn't like it. Number two is from season eight, and it's bitten. Um, yeah. Again, I just, I don't like it when the boys are B plot line, and I, like you, I don't really like the shaky cam documentary style. I don't like the play me video. You know that. Just those kind of things have been yeah. done a lot, and I, I realized they were playing off of that, and they were they were creating, and it. I, I think it was you know okay, it was an experiment. I just didn't particularly like it. Um, I, the only funny thing about it is like you know when Dean's like, "Do I really say awesome that much?" <laughs> and I'm like yes, yes you do. And he's like okay, yes. he still does it, which I love. You know he's, he's still going to say awesome, but um, that's the mm-hmm. only thing I really like about that. And my. My, I, I mean, I don't know. Do you, do you want to guess what my, oh, I would worst one is. Oh, it's one of yours. It's what it's one of mine. Is it fan fiction? No, it's bloodlines. 
It's blow Oh, mind. fair enough. Yeah. And again, a lot of the same thing, like just it was a backdoor pilot. I just, I felt like it just, there's not enough of the boys. And I felt that it was, it could have been a good idea, but I really don't think that there was, it just wasn't, it wasn't executed well. I just didn't like it. I just didn't like it. It was, and that's one episode I could literally take out and never watch again, you know, and I'd be fine with probably bitten too, really. Like mm-hmm. those two, I could just like, if I never saw them again, I'd be perfectly, perfectly happy with it. Probably most of these actually, like if I, if I never saw these episodes again, I would not be, I would not be sad. And I guess that's maybe, maybe that's how I looked at it too. It's like, mm, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair enough. So, it's so interesting. I think we had a lot of overlap on the last bomb 10 as well, mm-hmm. but uh, then we tend to go vastly different directions in our, in our top, top 10s. 10. Yes. So. This will be interesting. So this is the part of um, most podcasts where they go. And our podcast today is sponsored by Bloody Blood Brother. We're not sponsored. We do this purely for the love of the game. But what we do want to do is there's some causes that we want to highlight, um, you know, places that we want to signpost people to on issues that mean a lot to us. So one of the first things that we want to highlight is the ongoing um, I mean, you could call it a conflict. I think it's more accurate to say the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. It's ongoing. It's fallen out of media spotlight now, but you know there are thousands of people still stuck in places in the Ukraine. Lots and lots of people still affected. So there's three different charities we want to bring attention to for this one. The first one is World Central Kitchen, which is exactly as it sounds charity that helps feed people all around the world they're focusing a lot of their attention on the ukraine right now because as you know with war with conflict comes supply disruption um you know people are struggling for food people are struggling for water all things like that so that's what world central kitchen is doing they're there they're on the ground they're helping to feed people who are trapped in the ukraine at the moment the second cause we want to highlight for this one is kids save which is Again, um, a charity that is, you know, international, but they're also focusing a lot of attention on the Ukraine. They're trying to evacuate civilians. You know, they're trying to help children and families, rescue them, get them out of conflict zones, get them out of danger, get them to other European countries that are safer to be in. So that's the second charity we want to highlight. And the third one that we want to highlight for you know exclusively for the ukraine is um global giving's ukraine crisis relief fund which is a sort of more like a fundraiser rather than a charity like the other two sort of like a just giving or a gofundme but on a global scale and again that money's being divided up into where it's needed the most in the ukraine you know whatever areas are needing the most they're just trying to pull money pull resources to help the families the people that are trapped isolated and you know massively massively affected by this invasion again as we've seen in recent weeks it's fallen out of the media you know it's not making the top headlines anymore but that doesn't mean it's not still really important it doesn't mean that there aren't still people dying daily hugely hugely affected by this invasion that you know would really benefit if you can help these charities you know your money's going to a good cause so 
links for those will be in the descriptions. Um, and then um, on my end, just because the focus being more in the US um, and how crazy things are here in general over the past, I know it seems like forever, but things are really taking a, a turn for the worst and it's just very apparent. So in my mind, my viewpoint for those in the US, um, educate yourself, find ways to take action. Two of the main um, charities, organizations focus on ending gun violence and uh, advocating for gun regulations in your state, whichever state you live in. Learn more about um, what's happening and how you can help end this tragedy that just becomes so numbing to um, the country that I live in. So for one, it's Moms Demand Action. And another is Sandy Hook Promise. And then in terms of educating, just learning how to support basic human rights. Um, I just picked American Civil Liberties Union because it really covers the gamut, women's rights, um, LGBTQ, anything you need to learn about, make yourself knowledgeable, understand what's happening, take action and the way you can take action um, through voting. So go to vote.gov learn the system, learn what you need to do if you're not already registered to vote and make sure your voice is heard that way. Yep. So that would be those ones. And then the final sort of cause that we were wanting to highlight right now, and believe you me, guys, we've gone over and over this. We we genuinely, neither of us know where to put our voices, where they're going to be the loudest, the most effective. But this one for me personally being a member of the LGBTQ community, identifying as a queer person, it's scary right now. It is. It feels like, you know, we're really on the brink of something that's going to be horrifically damaging to our community. And I don't want to focus on the bigger movements, the bigger charities that are, you know, maybe maybe dealing with things from a legal standpoint and fighting for our rights that way. I want to bring it down to the individual people that are being affected. So I have two charities to promote for this one. I have one based in the UK, which is Switchboard LGBT, and one based in the US, which is The Trevor Project. The Trevor Project, my apologies. They're both very similar in nature that they are um, sort of crisis helplines for LGBTQ plus people who feel that they need to speak with somebody who need that, you know, sort of immediate help and assistance. So they're both, both that kind of thing. You can talk to people over the phone, you can web chat with people, you know, they're safe spaces for anything that you might need help with if you are LGBTQ plus and you find yourself struggling. I did look extensively, there doesn't seem to be one single charity one single organization that's doing something internationally can only assume this is because the challenges faced by the community vary massively from country to country but the trevor project does have some resources for international lgbtq plus youth so i'll be including a link directly to that as well again there's not any one place you can go from anywhere in the world 
but it's certainly a start if you are outside of the UK and the US and you need help. You know, it really does feel like everybody's against us at the moment and the only thing we can do is band together and protect each other. If you need help, please reach out to one of these charities. They will be there. They will support you. Do you yeah, want me to go I'll... first or do you want to go first with this one? I don't mind. I don't mind. Since I went first last time, shall I, shall I carry on and then we'll, yeah, we'll do yeah, you? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. I'll do my top nine and then I'll do my honorable mentions and then I'll do. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. Okay. So my top 10, and I will say this was hard. I had a lot of episodes that I had to try and pin down, which is why I've come prepared with honorable mentions this time. <laughs> um, so my number 10 is the season nine episode, Devil May Care. Um, sure, Sandra probably knows why that is. But that was that was one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> fucking great scene with Abaddon and Dean where he's on his knees and she's got a hand in his head. If you've read anything that I've ever written Dean-based, you'll realise this is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, anything I've ever written really. I've, I don't want to say I'm hacking, but like I fucking do. So, and it's, oh man, it's so good. And the, are we going to, are you going to kill me? Or are we going to make out and get mixed mm-hmm. signals? Like, it's, mm-hmm. fuck, it's a great episode. It's a good, good and episode. It's so good. And I don't it looks know what good it in is. it as well. Again, yeah. we're objectifying, but he looks so good <laughs> in that episode. It's the, yeah, but it's you're not the, gonna like nobody's gonna walk up to Jensen and be like, "Hey, BT Dubs, <laughs> that fucking episode, you look fine." You know, like we're privately objectifying. He's never gonna hear this. It's, it's, it's fine. The freckles. It's, fine. it's the sun kissed look. It's the, oh my gosh. Right. Yes, 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 yes. Right. It's great. <laughs> so my number nine is the season six episode two and a half men. Okay, because it's funny. It's funny. It's soulless Sam mm-hmm. and Dean trying to be a dad to this changing baby. And it's got that fucking scene in the supermarket. I just, and Dean hums like smoke on the water to get the baby to sleep. I mm-hmm. just, oh, it's just a nice episode, guys. It's just a good, good episode. I, I like that one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. It's just like, just for a brief minute, you can see that, like what Jared and Jensen are like probably like with their own kids and it's mm-hmm, cute mm-hmm. i like it oh, like specifically jensen because i think sam's a little bit like oh no yeah <laughs> you know so number eight is the season nine episode dog dean afternoon it's oh, funny. that was one of my honorable mentions yeah 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 it's it's funny him hanging his head out the window of the impala while sam drives it's funny <laughs> it's all of it's funny it's it's just funny <laughs> I don't have any other I don't have any other reason for that it's funny I liked it I like it that's the way it has the the German shepherd that he can talk to as well doesn't it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah there's so many good scenes in that it's so it's it's just classic it's classic he argues with the pigeon it's good it's good it's good it's a funny episode so number seven coming in number seven the season 10 episode it's the season 10 premiere black okay demon fucking Dean mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. Demon Dean he's got that really cute haircut and like <laughs> can we just props to Jensen for the acting ability to act sing that badly when he's got the voice of a freaking yeah. angel I swear to god yeah and he does it again later down with Chrissy and Kane in the in the dive bar mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. like fakes that he can't sing and I'm like mm-hmm. my dude you can though but it's and it's got that scene of him like fucking the the waitress and then he rolls over and he's like pulling the sheets out from under him and he's all like tan and the sheets are white. It's just good. 
it's just it's just it's just good guys it's just good it's just a good episode it's just a good episode oh my and then completely on the other end of the spectrum there is a Number six, the season 10 episode Brothers Keeper, which is the finale of season 10. Okay. And it's, I think it's it's the emotional connection between the boys at the mm-hmm. end of this, you know, where he's going to like kill Sam and then he, you know, he doesn't and samples the pictures out. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's a really moving episode and mm-hmm. it's it's a death episode. And I really, really love the original actor who played death mm-hmm. it didn't yeah. mind lisa barry but julian richards richings i think it's richings yeah yeah he's great i i really like him he he was death. made yeah. for that role and i was kind of disappointed they killed him off mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's you know the whole sort of it, it's very it's very winchester winchester style isn't it to be like i'm going to be a big drama queen and kill myself yeah. as star. Yeah. you know it kind of apes sam's like i'm gonna let lucifer possess me and then throw him in the pit kind of mm-hmm. sacrifice yeah it's it does just, have a lot of parallels to like swan song a little bit yeah, yeah. Like you mention it mm-hmm. yeah but that sort of sort of the connection mm-hmm. of them two at the end you know where it's it's another in a long line of we'll do it together, but that mm-hmm. one's just nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah, I like that one. So season nine, uh, number five, even is the season nine episode "Rock in a Hard Place." <laughs> now, can I tell you for I, for particular reasons, I I made these honorable mentions, but I was like, I'm not going to do this just because there's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so I made a point of not doing this. So I'm so glad that you're doing. <laughs> Because I oh, know I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's that scene when they're in the fucking like chastity group, purity group, whatever it is, and he's describing sex, and it's just cutting to the different women in the group. It's fucking great. There's the porn star thing, which oh, I get secondhand cringe from that, but it's funny. Um, oh my god, it's funny, but he's again, it's so like I could watch that on a loop. I literally could watch that scene on a loop when he goes. I am, aren't I? <laughs> just like, oh my God. <laughs> like the change in his face. I, t- I tell Ted this and he just rolls his eyes. I'm like, look at how many different reactions are going on, Dean. <laughs> Dean's mind right yeah. now. And he's, he's flipping it in a matter of seconds. And it's so, God, it is. It's cringy, but it's so hot. <laughs> it is. It is. And I don't know if Supernatural should get credit for this. I suppose they get they get the credit for being the initial inspiration. But our friend D, who we are still trying to wrangle on the mm. podcast, she lives mm-hmm. at the other side of the world, guys. Her times are so wildly yeah. different to ours. So we keep trying to get her and she's like, I'm busy. <laughs> um, but she, um, her rookie series, she kind of yep. does like almost, it. it's not a rewrite of season nine, but one of, one of her um, sort of works within the bigger rookie series takes place in season nine and she's got this absolutely fabulous way of writing where you think the scenes she writes could have occurred and mm-hmm. they just didn't make the cut mm-hmm. or something's happening and it's just off camera the mm-hmm. female lead the reader character she puts in you can imagine she's in mm-hmm. all of those canon scenes she's just off camera mm-hmm. and she does a rewrite of the porn star scene from this episode and it is honest to god one of the hottest things that's ever been put yeah. on paper it's yeah. freaking amazing yeah it is we are gonna get her on the podcast and we are <laughs> gonna pick her brains about about her rookie series but we're gonna plug it again 
it's uh, dandelion. Is it dandelion dreams or dandelion dreaming? Dandelion dreaming. I'm such a good, dandelion I'm such dreaming. A good friend, guys. <laughs> such a good friend. Dandelion dreaming. <laughs> we just call it D, yeah. Dandelion dreaming. Um, I think it's dandelion dreams one on Twitter. I'll, we'll bob the links in the description, people. Yeah. We'll bob the links in the description. Go read her rookie series because it's fucking awesome. It's so yeah. good. But I don't know if Supernatural should get credit for her amazing rewrite of the scene, but it's a reason why it's in there at number five for me. <laughs> so this this one, I think you will be quite shocked by, Sandra. But my number four is the season seven episode, Death Star. And I was shocked. I was shocked when I put it in there because it fucking crushed me. I was so, it's such an awful, awful episode emotionally. For anyone who doesn't remember, isn't familiar with the episode titles, this is the season seven episode where Bobby dies. Mm. And I think it's in there because I I love I love the scene of him going back through his memories and almost almost making them right. Mm-hmm. Like he he goes back and he stands up to his dad and he's got that great speech about having two boys who grew yeah. up and saved the world. Yeah. And he like has an honest conversation with his wife mm-hmm. and things like that. And then and it's sort of it's intercut with obviously the boys in, in the hospital being being very tense and it's it's very real and you really feel the emotion that you know they don't well, Dean doesn't think Bobby's going to die, but I think Sam's maybe slightly more resigned. Mm-hmm. But it's really, it's really authentic in a way that sometimes the show misses the mark, but it didn't on this one. Yeah. And yeah. then that bit right at the end, you know, he wakes up, he gives them those numbers, and that just that really fond moment between them. And they could have, the show could have overegged that pudding and had it be like, you know, some sappy sentiment, but that just. Yeah. Just that one, that one line, just calling them idiots that one last time mm-hmm. is just, yeah, it's good, guys. It's a really fucking hard episode, but it's, I think it really works in what it sets out to do. So it's ranked high. And I was really surprised when I was ranking these, but I was like, no, it's got to go up there because it's, I cared when Bobby died. I didn't give a fuck when John died. I was like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> y'all seen that Loki mo, <laughs> that Loki meme? Yes, yeah, very sad. Anyway. <laughs> That was it. So my my number three is uh, the season six episode, Clap Your Hands If You Believe. Now, I said this to Sandra yesterday when I was making this list. I could have made a whole fucking list of season six episodes. It could have been all season six. Soul of Sam is like my favorite Sam. Outside of like regular Sam. <laughs> He's my favorite Sam. And this one, <laughs> in the caravan with the teeny tiny teacup. <laughs> and the glitter to the glue you're sniffing. And the whole like oh it's so good it's so good and am i right in thinking that's the same episode where dean gets abducted oh yeah 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 and because then he's and he's he with, the patchouli, the with the patchouli chick yeah and he's yep yep he's fucking the other chick and also like we're, we're gonna go back to objectifying of course but um because we always do that's what we're here for but like that scene's kind of hot like you know just as a snapshot you're like mm, yeah maybe just in the diner with the whole well, what if you would do if you had a soul your soul wouldn't let you you'd sit and be sad it's a great fucking episode soul the song yeah. yeah. is a delight it really is so that's that's number three number two is the season seven episode lap and the real girl okay it's a good episode it's 49 percent 
number two because of the scene at the end with Sam's little ponytail, <laughs> Giant's little ponytail. <laughs> I love that. It's so cute. It's the cutest fucking thing. I love that. But I love like the plot line and the whole like it's not heavy handed mm-hmm. with Charlie's sexuality, but it doesn't shy away from it either. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's nice. They're just like, yeah. hey, the boys like fucking women, and so does Charlie. You yeah. know, yeah. It doesn't mm-hmm. hammer any sort of like gay agenda in mm-hmm. massive quotation marks, mm-hmm. but it's just there, and it's just natural, and I like it. Mm-hmm. And then Dean's wearing the wig at the end, and they've got the <laughs> the speech from Braveheart. And just <laughs> that's a really really good episode. I really like that, and I think it's kind of fun as well. You know, like you sense that the boys are having fun mm-hmm. in that episode. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. So before yeah. we do, before we do my number one episode, which I'm a hundred percent sure Sandra can guess this one, I've got my. I can't I know, anymore. I've got, <laughs> <laughs> I've got four honorable mentions. So my mm-hmm. first honorable mention is defending your life. I didn't put seasons on this one, which is annoying, but I'm sure Sandra can tell you which seasons season seven she knows because I have it written down. <laughs> That's an honorable <laughs> defending your life mm-hmm. that just it's it's a strange episode isn't it but just seeing Sam be a lawyer for a minute it's good yeah and just like and Dean angst for some reason when you get back into Dean angst and you and, you, and, and he's like dealing with his shit and his guilt and it's I don't know and you get to see Joe again right like I like yeah that's Joe it again. yeah I like seeing Joe again and I like that like maybe they had like a little bit of a conversation about what happened and she's like, mm-hmm. well, I don't blame you, but also I'm not in control here. So yeah. Yeah. You know, it's nice. It's nice. So my second, my second honorable mention is there's no place like home. Again, okay. I didn't write seasons down for this. Sandra will tell you. I think that's season 10, right? Cause that's a Charlie. It's a Charlie episode, it right? Is. She comes back um, from Oz and she split. Right. Is yeah. that what that one is? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. And there's good and evil Charlie. And I just, mm-hmm. I really liked it. I really mm-hmm. like Charlie mm-hmm. as a character. So any sort of Charlie centric episodes I'm, I'm here for, mm-hmm. I'm here for. So I like that one. Number three, honorable mention is all dogs go to heaven. Not because it's a good episode by any stretch of an imagination. <laughs> Although the actor that plays lucky is in quite a few things. And I think he's quite a good actor. Okay. It's just for that one scene, that one scene where they've got him in the motel and it's soulless Sam again, because it's a season six episode. Is it, do you like to play with your food? Is it a kinky thing? And he's got that really good hair going on in that scene. And it's just that one scene. I just, I really I fucking like that one scene. Oh, gosh. And my last, my last honourable mention, I suppose my top honourable mention, it's French Mistake. It okay. is. I like that episode. It's weird. It's quirky. I like the boys pretending to act. Mm-hmm. not as huge fan of Jen being in it but you know whatever it was, <laughs> it was fine <laughs> I suppose it's fine and I know as well I'm sure it's from this episode there's the picture of Jared White riding the horse in the cowboy yep. hat yeah I'm sure it's in this episode and I'm, as we all know Jared owns that picture as well <laughs> so I uh, just life imitates art and it's a really fun episode and I I really enjoyed that one good enjoyed that good. One. good picks yeah so, so my now, number one i'm not even gonna guess because i will be so wrong so i'm not even gonna guess oh, i bet you wouldn't though i bet you wouldn't my number one episode uh i won't give this one the title of being the best episode of the whole show but an argument could be made for it for certain and it's the season six episode the third man oh i know why 
now that she yeah. said it. I was thinking it was going to be in your top 10 at some point, but I I, I know why. Oh, did you know clue when we got to two and they were like, <laughs> hey, she hasn't put that pornographic episode in there. I will be honest with you people. I don't even know what that episode's about. I've got a fucking clue. I just know it's Solar Sam and he's doing the pull-ups and he's fucking walking around in those nearly cock jeans. It's just the first five minutes, right? That's all that's really necessary yeah. for that. Yeah. So, yeah. Don't have a fucking clue what the rest of the episode is about. Cass comes back in that episode. Like Cass comes back for the first time in oh, season really? six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Look, see, Sandra knows. Sandra knows. I bet. I bet if there was a Dean version of this episode, she wouldn't know the plot of it. Now, though. see, again, uh, we've talked about this. I don't know why, but like, you know, there's again, even that. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. But then again, like they juxtapose it with Dean having the, um, the scene with Lisa or the daydream with Lisa, and then they cut to cut to Sam. So again, they don't. Mm. I know they don't show enough, but then they showed all Sam and kind of then some in that. Yeah, that was pretty. That's a very impressive two minutes. It is. It is. (laughs) Honestly, no idea what the rest of the fucking episode is about. I tune out. I watch the first five minutes and then I'm not fucking paying attention for the rest of it. But no, it's like I am. I am a hypocrite. I am an absolute fucking fiend. It's the first five minutes where Sam, soul Sam is working out and he's got that really good season six hair going on in that episode as well. Mm-hmm. And he's walking around in those jeans that are like probably about a centimeter above his cock. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking great. Yeah. yeah. It's just yeah. everything about that is great. So, you know, hit us up in email or on Twitter to tell me what a massive, massive, unbelievable hypocrite I am after I went off so bad on the Becky episode. But that's my number. It's season Context, six. Right? Context and what yeah. was going on in the in the in the episode. So yeah. I should have figured. Yeah. I should have figured that. I, <laughs> I can't believe I didn't. you didn't, to be fair. I can't believe I like forgot about like time for like I literally like blanked out for time for wedding. I'm like, she's only ra- we've ranted about that for like 20 minutes in, in like a previous a previous episode. So I don't know why that again. I think I was just focusing yeah. on 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 my stuff too. So I didn't didn't think about it. Um uh, okay. Uh interesting. Oh. Lots of interesting choices, Carly. Um any overlaps there? Two. <laughs> Ooh, huh. See, we, we go off in two vastly different directions when it comes to favorite episodes. I don't uh, mind the Monster of the Week ones, and you tend not to like them, so. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, so I guess I was looking at, I try not to pick every Demon Dean episode. You know, that was the thing, too, because I could have <laughs> probably put, like, all three, three Demon Dean episodes in there. So I'm glad you mentioned Black, because that wasn't one of the ones. So I'll just go with um, number 10. <laughs> Isn't it interesting, just before you start, Mm -hmm. Demon Dean was Demon Dean for three episodes, Mm -hmm. and the lasting legacy of those three episodes is insane. Yeah, I don't know why they, I mean, I get hearing about how they had to have that 200th episode, and, you know, they, but they could have, they could have done, they could have done it and still continued the storyline, but from what I've noticed, um, Supernatural just does that. They kind of like wrap up whatever the whatever the cliffhanger thing is. It seems like it wrapped up within like the first three or four episodes and then they kind of move on. A lot of times I think to whatever the big bad is or sometimes they don't know what sometimes they just don't know what they're doing in seasons and they just they're all over the place. But yeah, I was Denson seems very... to get the 
Jensen slash Dean seems to get the worst of that because they resolve the demon being thing really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then they resolve the Michael possession really quickly as well. And I remember being mad about the demon thing. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, what the fuck though? Mm-hmm. And then they did the same thing with Michael. And I was like, fucking really? Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Well, almost like with Sam, maybe they do more of like what's going on with Sam. And then they they delve into it a little bit more, but then they kind of don't give it the attention it deserves. Because even like with season... Mm. Season six, like the soul of Sam thing, like first we've talked about this. I knew I had no idea what was going on with him. I'm like, what is going on? This is the weirdest thing. And it just fell off to me. And I think I've heard Jensen say he really doesn't like season six because he didn't have Dean didn't have Sam or maybe he just didn't have Jared, you know, in the way that he usually has as like a buddy, Mm -hmm. like, you know, somebody to work off of so it just it felt very weird and they kept going with it you know what I mean and they kind of like brought it up then didn't then it was fine then he was figured out but then he wasn't then his mind was all yeah it was just a yeah it's just a thing um okay I'm off tangents okay so top 10 yeah episodes. sorry that was my fault that's okay that's okay so number 10 um is from season 10 it's Reichenbach um badass demon Dean. oh yeah I just yeah, yeah. The villain monologuing that he does in that scene, um, all of like the little bits that you start of you st- start to see in black, you know, you get more of it there um, before he gets taken away to the bunker yeah. to be cured. That's that's the one where he absolutely beats the unholy hell out of Cole, isn't yeah. it? As well, yeah, they have that. Yeah. He's because he's got his murder shirt on. Yeah, and that's another reason why I was like, you know, yeah, the the murder shirt is really. It's really, everything's kind of like, it's just, and he's so not Dean, you know what I mean? Like there's so much that's not him. Um, Like he doesn't care. He doesn't care about the car. He doesn't like, he just, you know, it's just like, I don't know. There's just a lot in there. And I feel like they black and the soul survivor one again, soul survivor, I think Jensen directed and it was a good episode. And it's got that great do it. Like, I I just think he knows how to. I think yeah. he knows how to frame himself. He just knows what he, like, I guess he's like, he can't go wrong, but still like, he just, he knows how to use himself <laughs> to the best advantage yeah. when it's, when he's filming. Um, but yeah, so I, I got to say go soul survivor could have been one of my honorable mentions as well yeah. for that, those scenes of him stalking Sam through the yeah. bunker with the hammer. Yeah. I was trying to pick, like, I think that was my thing. I'm like, I got to pick a demon Dean one, but let me go with the one where I kind of feel like there's, I don't know. There's just something about that that one scene in particular. I like the way it's directed, the monologuing and how much of an mm-hmm. ass he is. And he's just like, he's just beating this guy down. And it's like, this is what Dean would be like if he really didn't give a shit ever, like about anything. And was just, and that's kind of hot. So I figured I'd pick that one. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah, necessarily yeah. don't like it when he has to pick on Sam, you know, like, and, and you kind of know that that's something he's having to wrestle with within his, you know, there wasn't that much of it, I guess, in that, even though towards the end there was, cause he had to like, they were in the bar and he was kind of like, you know, saying, Oh, isn't that cute? You come back to, you know, so there's, yeah, I just like it. I could go on. Yeah. I won't. Number nine is from season eight. It's the season finale sacrifice. I mm-hmm. really like, I think it's one of the better season finales, the whole angels falling and then the whole yeah. you know, Dean having to come back and pull Sam back from 
not sacrificing himself. And, you know, you guys, that whole, you know, there ain't no me if there ain't no you and, oh, you know, like that kind that. of stuff. So um, I just like that whole episode. I, I feel like it's paced really well too. Like it goes back and forth between a lot of different things, but it's almost like a roller coaster ride. Plus there's the Crowley bit. And I think this is kind of like the last time you really see Crowley in a way that then they were kind of figuring out what to do with him. And then they just didn't know what to do with him. And I feel like he kind of became this, I don't know. He kind of really became more of a caricature of himself than he was in the beginning. And I just, I liked, I liked all of that. I just, I thought it really worked. So that was my number Mm -hmm. nine. Number eight is from season nine and it's bad boys. It's the backstory on Dean when he spent time at that reform home for boys. It's just so sweet and sad. And, you know, you get more of, I mean, I just talked about the episode sacrifice, but like how much Dean will sacrifice, had sacrificed, you know, for his, for really for his brother, you know, like all the things that he gave up that would have probably made him happy and he could have lived this quiet little life. And, you know, he didn't for Sam. And I, I, I also like it because at the end you see that recognition from Sam that he kind of gets it. He's like, you know, I appreciate it's just one line, but you know, it's like, I appreciate what you did, Dean. And I feel like that's the season where you don't get that a lot from Sam and Dean. Cause they do that riff again, where it's like, you know, he had um, the angel possess Sam to heal him. And then he finds out and then there's that, and then, you know, he kills Kevin um, you know, he doesn't kill Kevin, but you know, the angel inhabiting him kills Kevin. It's all this like drama back and forth. And it's kind of weird that it's like stuck in that season because I feel like it doesn't fit, but it's nice to see that one little glimpse of Sam, you know, being like, thank you, Dean, you know, not that he doesn't say thank you a lot, but it's, it was, it felt like an actual verbalization and, you know, Dean of course brushes it off, but it's just a sweet, it's a sweet episode too. I just, I, I just like, and I love the actor that played teenage Dean. I thought he did a really good job. You know, I, I feel like yes. he studied, he studied Jensen, you know, playing Dean and picked up some of the little ticks and things that he does. And um, even like the little scoffs and the huffs and the things I was like, Oh, I'm like, he's really trying. And he did a, he did a sweet job. Um, yeah. Number seven is also from season nine and it's firstborn. It's where we first meet Kane and Dean gets the oh, mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just proves again, like those little badass scenes. He just, you know, he's in the kitchen, just taking care of all the demons. And I like the Dean Crowley dynamic in that. Um, and we also get mm-hmm. Sam and Castiel really just like by themselves for the first time mm-hmm. in that episode. And they, you really get to see how different their relationship is contrasted to Dean and Castiel, but how, how very sweet it is. And I mean, I always think about the behind the scenes stuff and go like how much drama was Jared giving Misha, but yet they're able to come together and make a really great scene based off of the characters. And it's just, it's very, it's sweet. It's sweet to see that brother dynamic and they hug and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So um, but yeah, yeah. I, I really like Kane. I mean, you only see him in two episodes, but I liked that. And I liked, um, but boy, does he make you feel some kind of fucking way? Yeah. Especially yeah. Tim, the actor. Damn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just, he's, he, he's he up there. Job. Yeah. He's up there with Jeff on the list of men who might make me use that word that 
I really don't like, but fucking damn, Tim. Did you rain all that sexy in, please? Jesus. <laughs> damn. Especially the second time you see when he's grown his hair out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, of course. talking about Carly, of course. Gotta have that long of hair. Of course. Um, with the happy. <laughs> so number six is from season seven, and it's the girl with the Dungeons and Dragons tattoo. It's our introduction yeah. to Charlie. I kind of like the direction. I know they were going off of, I think, the movie. I've never seen the movie, but I, I get the feeling that that's what was happening in the movie. I just like the plot, um, too, overall in the episode. It feels very heisty. Uh, I like I like her introduction. You know, I love I love her as a character. And she kind of had to grow on me, too. It's like I didn't like immediately like, oh, this is this is a great thing. But like by the second time you see her, I really did. I really did like her a lot. And she's just quirky. She's cute. She's funny. And I do like the dynamic she immediately has with um, Sam and Dean, especially Dean, you know, like, and they do that whole bit where he's talking her through flirting with a guy. And again, it's just yes. like, there's so many, there's so many layers and things that people can pull out of that, but it's just, it's, it's just sweet, you know? Um, I like that. And there's a, yeah, just a lot to that that I really liked. And I love the whole like walking on sunshine, you know, music montage and stuff. And she's dancing in the elevator. So yeah, good character, good introduction. Yep. Um, number five is from season eight, and it's LARP and the real girl. Again, Charlie. It's like the second time. I like the whole Renaissance Fair thing. I think the vibe was fun. I think it was needed. Again, like sometimes they do this really great thing of packing episodes in between a lot of heavy stuff uh, plus dean plays dress up my god i mean yeah he can be, he can be my handmaiden any day i just love yep. him in that chain mail and all that stuff um there's just something about that episode i'm just like yes please i want all of that and more um number yeah. four is from season seven it's death's door we had it at the same same number number four oh. where bobby dies um yeah it's i think that's one of the most emotional episodes um for me every time i watch it uh it, it gets it hits me harder every time um learning so much about bobby how much he loved and was proud of the boys and how it comes out his backstory I know you get a yep. little bit more, you, you learn more about him with his wife, I think earlier on, like maybe season four. And again, I think it's season five, but um, everything with his family, God, the symmetry of how it's a lot like he killed his dad, you know what I mean? Like, um, and then he's <laughs> dying the same way. And at the very end, his most cherished memory is some of the most mundane thing to do is just to watch really bad movies with Sam and Dean. And that's the one thing he wants to hold on to. And again, mm -hmm. he's still sacrificing, like he's still making a decision to stay behind to try to get the information to the boys to help them through, you know, whatever's going on um, rather mm -hmm. than just going where he should go. And that has, you know, as we find out, it has, massive ramifications for him for like a few seasons. Like he doesn't really get to where he needs to go, you know, at least for like another, yeah. another year. And then even then you find out, you know, he was, um he was probably tortured and, you know, things were done that didn't need to be done because 
because of the boys and because he he cares about them so much. He's just such an awesome character. He's just such a great character. I was so, and it was another one, even though I think it's a great episode, the boys lost so much that season. And just to have them lose Bobby on top of everything else was just really, really hard and heartbreaking to see. Um, Mm -hmm. Number three is from season six. It's weekend at Bobby's. Um, So I guess going from the very um, heart-wrenching to getting to see what it's like for Bobby. Um, And this goes against my normally not liking when the boys are the B plot, but this is like a rare exception because I just, the character of Bobby, I love so much and giving him spotlight and seeing how useful he is to the hunters, how much he's relied on, not just for the boys, but for everyone else. I also really like Rufus and I'm glad that they gave us some Rufus banter and you see more about their friendship. I just, I, I like that. I love that actor, like from my, from my loving Johnny Depp 21 Jump Street days because he was like the captain on 21 Jump Street. So Stephen Williams is like, I always love it when I see him. So I was just seeing him um, with Bobby was just great. Um, so yeah, it's two, got the really, go really amazing Kenny Rogers song, The Gambler as well, yeah. which mm-hmm. I love. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I it's a Jensen song. directed episode and it's a really good episode, you know, and I think his first time directing and I think he did a really great job with it, you know, and um yeah so it's there's a lot yeah. of good things about that um absolutely number two is the french mistake Woo! Um, very very meta very very everything i i mean i uh i just think they i just think there's every, i don't know i love everything about that episode i and there's there's so many fun little bits. Uh, my favorite thing is when they don't know how to act and you're yeah. just like trying to figure out, <laughs> wait, it's Dean women. It's Jensen playing Dean playing Jensen. Like it's just all these, like, you know, how, how you have to like disconnect how you're talking about how he has to make himself not be a great singer or whatever. It's really hard to make yourself look like a bad actor when you can act really yeah. well and they both do a really good job of that you know jared not knowing what to do with his hands and all that fun stuff it's just it's, <laughs> it's just fun. it's just awesome it's just awesome um i mean i have a ton of honorable mentions uh and Ooh, i broke them down it. by season before i get to number one. Oh, look here she goes again people yeah i bet she's got a fucking table over there <laughs> god damn it <laughs> so if season- there is any kind of google doc <laughs> table we will put it in the description for your amusement there season table, six there's no it's not a table but there's columns there's not a table um so season six <laughs> live free and twihard it's the vampire episode where oh, Dean I, gets turned into a vamp- I know you do but i really i liked i liked the way that they kind of spun it and made fun of it and i also like how much they were still making me try to figure out what the hell was going on with sam there's that one scene where he's got that look on his face as Dean's being turned. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. At the end of the alley, just like, eh, yeah. maybe though. Yeah. So, I mean, and I, I think it's too, because there's also that Dean is such a badass where you don't actually see it, but you see the, the carnage after that he's taking care of all these vamps on his own, you know, and it's that kind of thing. I just, I, I liked that. Um, Clap your hands. If you believe was uh, another Ooh. one, the one you hate 
My heart will go on. Is it for the teacups? Yeah, it's the teacups, but uh, my heart will go on is also an honorable mention for me. For goodness sake. (laughs) No, you don't like it, but I do. Um, And I, again, I think it's because I have such a, like, I have a soft spot for Titanic. So for me, it's like, that was a thing. And they, they, Dean makes a reference about Titanic and Caitlin's boobs and I can't help, but it makes me chuckle. Um, Fair enough. She's a very beautiful lady. She's beautiful then. She's beautiful now. (laughs) And that red dress, though. Land. I have seen Titanic. I don't hate Titanic as yeah. in that episode. Yeah, I know, I know. But for me, it's just it's just a thing. And then Frontierland, just because Dean gets to go do the the Wild West thing. So I led. That was oh, honorable mention. Yeah, shots of whiskey. All that. And then season <laughs> seven, I've got defending your life. Um, slash fiction where there's the doppelgangers pretending to be Sam. I see that would have that nearly made it into my top 10 mm-hmm. I can't believe I forgot to put that on my honorable mentions it was it watching, was in there for a while yeah 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 watching Jared and Jensen play not that Sam and Dean aren't badass but like don't give a fuck yeah badass yeah. Sam and Dean just killing the conversation yeah. mm-hmm. the conversation at the bar where mm-hmm. like J- Dean Leviathan's like deep down he really believes this cheeseburger is better than sex it's just that's a really great episode. I can't. That would have been one of my honorable mentions too. I can't believe I forgot. Yeah, and then um, time after time, where again he goes back, and it's the nineteen uh, forties. That would have been one as well. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I tried to limit lie. myself, and you're all like, "Nope, all of them though." Well, no, no. I figured honorable mention. I'm going to put them in there. And then season eight, um, as time goes by, when um, Henry Winchester gets pulled forward, I really like that. I like the. I like the getting to know the the granddad a little bit and kind of how they pepper in some more of the backstory and and stuff everybody hates hitler just because of the bunker and also the classic you see the bunker for the first time but then the classic scene with dean and the dude and dean's very confused and thinks he's getting hit on and it's just so classic (laughs) and just so perfect it's just beautiful and then um goodbye stranger the one where um, Castiel has been programmed to kill Dean, um, but then can't because Dean's like kneeling in front of oh. Castiel. Um, but it's also <laughs> that beginning scene where you just see all of the Deans, like the dead Deans that he's had to go through again and again. And you're just like thinking, he's had to do this so many times. <laughs> yeah. And- do you know, I, I yeah. love that episode, but I don't love that episode for the episode. I love that episode for the bloopers. Yeah, that's 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 a good one. Yeah, the bloopers. Stop blo- pulling the, my yeah. face towards your crotch. Yeah, yeah, stop it. Stop okay. it. Yeah. You're my, you're my the, baby like, daddy or whatever he goes daddy. into. Yeah, it's just, it's I need good. a popsicle. Yeah, for the bloopers. For the bloopers, definitely. <laughs> and then season nine. Yes, I have Rock and Hard Place. Um, I have the season, um, season opener. I think I'm going to like it here. Devil May Care, um, Dog Dean Afternoon, Blade Runner, just because the hottest suit I've ever seen Dean Winchester wear. Um, and then, um, God, I have Stairway to Heaven and now I can't remember why. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Stairway to Heaven. I think it's more badass Dean. Oh, and it's Tessa, Tessa the uh, Reaper. Like he actually, she kills herself and it's this whole like, He's got a couple scenes with some angels where he's just like he's owning the situation. Um, and I just I, I I he's got a he's got a line I can't remember what it is now, but it's just it's classic Dean, and he's just such a badass, and I love it. Um, honorable mention for season ten, the Executioner song because it's when Kane comes back, and um, the Prisoner, which is the episode right after Charlie dies, just because again, 
Dean could have been a badass without that happening, but I love seeing him as Dean as a badass. And he's got that one. Uh, it's about the Steins and all their extra body parts. And he makes a, oh. a comment to the dude, you know, yeah, with your seven nipples for the ladies or the guys. <laughs> I don't judge. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, just, it's just so great. Okay. So my number one. See, that family, that family would have been an interesting family to pursue. Yeah. I think I thought that would have been cool. I think they could have, fl- I mean, I don't know if I, I would have maybe liked maybe some some different actors maybe i thought they could have done like the acting maybe could have been a little bit better but it was an interesting interesting plot line that i think they could have done so my number one carly dun, 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 dun. it's fan fiction oh <laughs> son of a gun <laughs> for all the reasons you didn't like it i like oh. it and i oh. and i i just i don't know like i Every I watch it every time I watch it again, I like it more. And I just I find it I I didn't I'm usually very secondhand embarrassment. We've talked about this. I ne- I never felt that with this episode because I felt that the kids were doing, I don't know, the kids were doing such a sweet job with it too. Like the girls were just were just doing and yeah, they do the Winces, but then they also do the Destiel and they have the, you know, the Destiel stuff and the um the uh, producer, the the girl, I just, I loved all of it, every bit of it. And there's so many callbacks. And I just, I did feel like the, the, I felt like this was their way of doing a musical episode without having the boys do anything revolving they that, need, you know, they didn't, they didn't need a musical episode, Sandra. I Sandra, know. They but, didn't, but they the didn't fact need that they did a it, musical fucking episode. I, so many good TV shows out there got through it without doing a fucking musical but i i liked it i can't help it i really did i and i loved the songs i really did i thought the songs were the cutest um and the and i i know you're you're sick of the wayward son wayward carry on wayward son i really loved that they did that um at the end of it but the girl that sung that though the girl that sung that in that episode fucking mm -hmm. nailed it that was Mm -hmm. absolutely Mm -hmm. on point yeah 100 percent yeah, I can't say there's any other reason, you know, for that being my my top for, you know, this group, except it's just it's one of the lighter episodes, but yet they're still they're still hitting on things in certain ways. And I guess it's a little more self-reflection, like, you know, initially Dean's very much like, oh, what the hell are you guys doing? I think it's cute that Sam's very into it, too. Like <laughs> his little theater kid in him comes out and oh. yeah, it's just I just. I liked it. I loved it. Wow. It's it's just I just I mean that's all I wrote in my note. Love it. Like just love it. There's there's nothing I could say that I really don't like about that that episode. It's just it's I'm just trying to, I'm trying to decide now if this is better or worse than mystery spot. I think you were upset because like um like what Sam was going through and I was I was basically like but it's funny that <laughs> So again, maybe it's just because it's hitting me on a very like, it hits me on a basic level and gives me all the feels that normally with Supernatural, they can be very, see, and I don't see the heavy part as much as you do with Mystery Spot. And I guess this one's very, I'm focusing on just the overall letter, you know, to the fans, you know, I I don't know. I just, I like it. No, no other show could do that really. Other shows have done musicals. No other shows could do a musical like that that's so meta 
that I think for me it works. So that's again. No, that that is that is true. The whole supernatural books being canon in the supernatural TV show was really well done. Mm-hmm. And you're right, no other show could have done that. But I would argue no other show would want to because it shouldn't have been done in the first place. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I can't do you know, listeners, we don't usually talk about what we're gonna title our episodes. Sandra does that, like everything fucking else that she does, Woman is a legend. But we can't when we were talking about this before we started recording it, we were like, huh, we were gonna call, I wonder if we'll be able to call it like <laughs> my bottom my is your top part two. <laughs> Turns out yes, yes, in fact we will. But because you did not make you didn't did you you didn't make fan fan fiction wasn't your was that your worst one that wasn't your worst one no it was it was number three okay but we could it was probably like, get it was away like with way it way up there we could go really again <laughs> well mystery, mystery mystery spot was my number ten worst mm-hmm. episode in the first lot and then it was your number one so yeah, I, yeah. We're, we're going with it that's what we're gonna call the episode but we were yeah. like oh, I wonder if it will happen again yeah and it, yeah. yeah so See, now here we'll wonder live. <laughs> Will that happen again for the third part of this series? Can't you even imagine. Oh my god! <laughs> no, you know what? I have a feeling I'm going to say no. I think that's going to break. I think that's going to break it. I think we. I think we will agree what our worst episode will be, and I have a feeling. I'm hoping. I'm crossing fingers. I think our top episode might, if it's not exact, I think it might be up there. I think. We yeah, will we'll see, have though. to. We'll have to decide if the word if we count the episode that does not exist. I think we have to just because it's it's there. Do you know what I mean? Like I know in our like the way we're reframing things, it's not, but it 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 does exist. You know, like in in the actual like reality. Yeah. So we might have to. Um. If we took that out, then everything's fair game. So I guess we have to make that discussion. But I, yeah, yeah. we'll um, we'll come back to that because uh, part three won't be out for a little while yet, guys. So me and Sandra will come and we'll let you know, of course, if we count that episode or not. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. interesting. I I I I had fun doing this. This was a it's another reflection of. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm sitting here with the exact same look on my face that I had the first time we did this when I was like, fucking mystery spot. And I'm just sat here now going, fucking fan fiction. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, oh I tried. I tried. I really did. I did. But I just I hey, couldn't I couldn't not I couldn't not pick that one. So and again, like I was trying to, I was trying to figure out like how am I going with this? How am I going with this? Because again, like when you were like mentioning, I'm like, yep, I would have done that. Yep, I would have picked that one. But I was like, okay, let me see if I can. Yeah, it was it, this one. This was tough. I had a lot of favorites from season nine, I think. And weirdly season seven, like I had a lot of more that I liked than didn't. Mm-hmm. Season six, and I feel like season 10 and season eight were maybe half and half, you know, but uh, when I was making my my lists I was like oh I, I really did like a lot of episodes from season seven and season nine even if they were kind of disjointed or what was happening plot line maybe I didn't like um yeah I like I was episode. when I was writing when I was writing my list and I realized that nothing from season eight made it in to the <laughs> top 10 and I was like the hair was on point plot lines were not the, the whole plot lines I would like to bring sort of like 
an honorable bad mention to the entire Benny plotline as well. <laughs> because I didn't I didn't like the plotline. I love the character of Benny and I mm-hmm. love Ty Olson. But I just it didn't make sense to me why Sam was so fucking narky about it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make sense to me why Dean was hiding things from him. And I was like, Sam's let monsters live before. Like, what is your fucking deal now? You didn't yeah. look for him. Yeah. You didn't look. So I don't feel like, well, you were hamming it up with Miss fucking Vet and the dog, right? Mm-hmm. You don't get to bitch about what he was doing. Yeah. So shush. I just, the, the whole plot line was just a bit off for me. It was very soap. It was very soap opera and very, um, but they do that a lot in Supernatural. But this one felt like, almost like, um, like romantic, making them a romantic couple and like Dean cheating. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Dean cheating on Sam with Benny. But then you can make the argument that, you know, Dean was feeling the same way about Sam cheating on him with Amelia. So I think they were trying to parallel that a lot. And um, I mean, I, I just don't know. Thought I, it was an, I thought it was an odd choice not to have Sam look for Dean at all. Yeah. But then I do realize they were paralleling season six where Dean didn't look for Sam yeah. or try and yeah. get him out of the pit or anything. And I realize it's a parallel. But then I'm like, you know, like the different characters maybe have them make different choices. Yeah. You know? But I feel like in season six, there was mention and references that Dean was still trying to figure out, you know, like what he could do. But then everybody was keeping it a secret. You know what I mean? Like from him, Mm. like even Bobby knew that Sam had come back earlier and they were all like, well, we just wanted you to get on with your life. He's like, but I was still trying to figure out a way to to bring you back like even though I was resigned to what you wanted it didn't mean I didn't I I wasn't trying like I still feel like he was trying like I I feel like he was trying to figure stuff out like do I really want to try to bring him back how do I do it again making that decision because Sam told him to where yes Dean has told Sam he wants him you know to get on with his life but I feel like Sam very easily I don't know and maybe again it's just it could be the way they write Sam that's they don't make him they don't make him always as sympathetic as they do Dean. And I, I think that's a disservice to the character, but I, we've been talking mm-hmm. about that too a lot. I think Sam likes to run away a lot, a lot more sometimes. And Amelia was just the easiest way to do that. And it was, mm-hmm. he could have done something else entirely. Uh, so yeah. I, and I didn't get the, she's just not, they, there was no, there was more chemistry between Dean and Benny. <laughs> there was between <laughs> there really there was, was though Sam and Amelia. You know, and I mean, and even like however you want to take it, the chemistry was there, and they were there for each other. Where Amelia, I don't know, too flippy floppy, too not knowing what she wanted, and it was just yeah, a mess. It was just a mess. It, it really was. And then when you when you look at Dean's actions, like the um, letting uh, Gadriel possess. Sam's body to heal him after after the angels fell after the mm-hmm. trials and everything mm-hmm. you know stopping the whole trials when he realized that it was going to kill Sam and everything and you think those actions don't marry up with the man that didn't look that didn't mm-hmm. try mm-hmm. so it's I wish they'd just just picked a lane if they'd been consistent I wouldn't yeah. have half as many problems but it was back and forth all the freaking time and I just couldn't like you know, and yeah. it was weird. Like Sam didn't look for Dean when Dean was in purgatory, but he did look for Dean when Dean was in hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Because did that have more to do with Sam's feeling he had to save? You know what I mean? Like what his role was, like that kind of thing. And when it was just yeah, that all might have been done. The guilt, yeah, being sold his soul for Sam. You know, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe Sam thought, oh, he's got cast there. It'll probably be fine. Not knowing that Castiel was going to go bug fuck, nut, bug fuck nuts mm-hmm. and just vanish. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and I feel like Sam did. He probably was. But again, like it was how, I guess it was how Sam abandoned everybody, including Kevin. Like that, I think, made it even yeah. worse. You it know, was like weird. Yeah. Yeah. They, they did. It was, it was a weird stuff. choice. Yeah. yeah. And I think that was a new showrunner, too. I think that might have been. I think Jeremy Carver at that point, I think, had started to take over. And again, like I liked a lot of what Jeremy Carver wrote, like some of the the uh the episodes, you know, in the beginning of the season, the series. And same thing with Sarah Gamble. Like they they're really good writers, but showrunner-wise, I'm kind of like, you guys don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. like you got you gotta figure it out. Like you said, pick a lane. And but again, we've got 15 years of of people trying different things out and seeing what sticks and what doesn't. And I guess at some point you've got to, you got to be like, well, let's see what happens if we do this and let's put the boys in this situation. And, but yeah, some of it's just not genuine. Some of it just doesn't ring, ring true for them. So. Yeah. I mean, if, if they, if they've kept the boys in, in a lane as it were, and they made every time they made the same decisions, mm-hmm. the show would have got boring really fucking yeah. quickly. Yeah. been nothing. Yeah. You'd have known what was going to happen. So, like, I can't argue with it from that point. I'm just like, I don't know. Some of the choices you made make no fucking sense. Yeah, I promise okay. when they make the same mistakes over and over again. Like, we've talked about it. Like, the secrets. Like, that. that's that's what, like, gets gets me so boppery. And I'm just like, don't do this again. Don't. No. Yeah. No. You guys are supposed to be able to talk to each other at this point, you know. So, yeah, it's it's that. It's that, too. But, yeah. yeah. We could, we, it's, we could it's, go off and, and discuss this forever. <laughs> that's it. It's uh supernatural we need therapy yo <laughs> go with the hype the tagline of the whole show but we will we will wrap it up wrap it up here there won't be a cannon fodder um section in this podcast because uh this took a really long time y'all mm-hmm. yeah and we, we're very aware after we had to split an episode into two that we're, we're kind of trying to rein it in a little bit so we're not gonna we're not gonna put a cannon fodder in this but um sandra is currently in the process of uploading her reading of her own work past you so if you need sandra reading fix if you need that in your life which of course everybody does because she's awesome at it why would you not want that in your life you can check out that playlist or section of the podcast whatever wherever you consume this media yeah and hopefully i don't know i mean we're trying to figure out when we're going to have this released and aired so it might still be might still be a thing that I'm doing, or we might be moving on to uh, one of Carly's works. So they have so many great, great pieces. I have told them need to figure out. Uh, I, I want to read a Dean one. We got to read a Dean one soon. He wants to read a Dean one. Dean which is, <laughs> I don't have any really long Dean ones. I'm afraid. Okay. That's okay. So we could, we could do a compilation. <laughs> <laughs> please, please, Mal, please. I would like to read your Dean stuff. Um, hey, you know what? If I finish, it's a quarter after one at any okay. point this century. You can read that because okay. it's sitting like chapter one's done, but chapter two is sitting in two separate parts on my Google Drive because I couldn't figure out where to go with it. So mm-hmm. I'd saved some um, 
some stuff that I'd sort of cut from the first chapter. Like it wasn't going the direction I wanted it to, but it was good writing. Okay. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll save that. So I started working from there with what I wanted to happen. Gotcha. Um, and then sort of going back to the beginning and filling in. So it's, it's in two parts at the moment. Um, and I will try and get it finished this century. Okay. Well, that sounds lovely. So, I can't wait. Carly. Yeah. That, that could, that can be the next one. If you, Oh, Oh, oh actually, you know what you could read. <laughs> You could read your birthday one. Oh, I was thinking, yeah, maybe the onesie. The onesie might might need to come up. Yeah. Yeah, might have to do that. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll see. Cool. So maybe we'll still be, when this goes out, maybe we'll still be uploading Sandra's past due work, which is, by the way, phenomenal. Phenomenal. <laughs> phenomenal. <laughs> I can't speak today. <laughs> phenomenal. And you should absolutely go and read it. And I remember commenting at the time on the work going, your ability to pull plot threads together is fucking insane like woman please like stop that but also jesus christ don't it's she honestly she's the fucking mistress of plot twists i swear to god go read it listen to it consume it in some way because it's amazing i pulled my hair out but it was it was fun in the process it's one of those many random i'm in the shower i'm just randomly trying to figure out what's going on with this episode or this show or this thing and then i'm like oh oh that's what i can do <laughs> don't forget yeah. don't forget. or in the middle of the night wake up and like that's what i need to do that's what's gonna work ah <laughs> uh, yes I but say i wake up in i can't uh, say i wake up in the middle of night with thick ideas but no you probably stay up late though with them. i do stay up late yeah, yeah <laughs> stay up late i do that too i've been i've been working on one now and i'm trying to i'm trying to get myself to bed at a decent time so we'll see see if that happens but okay we're gonna wrap this up um i'm really hoping that it just in case we're we're hoping that at this point by the time um this airs we won't have to put in a link um for uh what's happening in ukraine right now but if there is still the need to support people affected by the russian invasion of the ukraine we will have links um, in the description below. Carly and I are going to pick a couple different charities that if you would like to support, do the thing, it'll be there. Absolutely, 100%. So I suppose we should uh, probably do do the sign-off. Do you want to do the... Um, I'll, I'll, I'll do the sign-off as to where you can things. find us, reach out to us. Um, if you'd like to shoot us an email, you can reach us at idlingintheimpala at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are idling in the letter D impala if you'd like to reach out to me my twitter handle is s kyle writes that's s-k-y-l-e-w-r-i-t-e-s on ao3 you can find my fan fiction under drasna that's d-r-a-s-n-a and if you would like to find out more of my original fan fiction original fan fiction that does not go together <laughs> my original fiction um you can reach me at sandrakyle.com on my website He's, yeah, that's all the things. That's all the things. She's so organized. She has tables and columns and notes and things. And then she's all over the place with her online handles. I am not. She's the organized one. I am the agent of chaos in all things apart from this one. So if you want to reach out to me, I am on AO3 under the username Kali Karma. I make this joke every single time. I don't even know if it's a joke anymore. I think it's just part of my closing speech. Uh, However you think Kali is spelled, it probably isn't. So it's K for Kilo, A for Alpha, R for Romeo, L for Lima, E for Echo, E for Echo, Karma, as you would spell it normally. 
So that's on AO3. I'm exactly the same on Twitter, Carly Karma. It's the same profile picture in both places as well, in case you think, hey, I wonder if I found two Carlys with a weird spelling name. Same profile picture, probably me. So, you know, reach out to us again. Tell us what your top and bottom of season um, season six to ten would be. Let us know. Are you with me and team fan fiction was a terrible episode? Or are you team Sandra and be like, no, fan fiction was the best? Let us know. Reach out. Drop us a line on Twitter. Drop us an email. We'd love to hear from you guys. Yes. Thank you all. And thanks for sticking with us. And we will, hopefully, you get to hear us soon. So take care. Yep. Take care, guys. We'll see you later. Bye. If three different types of pie can't tear him away from the television, nothing will. God, I hope the movie's done by now. All I know is I am deserving of some hair care tonight. By hair care, you mean running your fingers all through Sam's. Absolutely. Well, baby's back safe and sound, and we've got some boys to see. Thanks for coming along for the ride. Who knows? Maybe next time we'll give you the keys to take her for a spin. Where's the pie? Look at these chemicals. Do you even read the label? No, I read pie. The rest is just blah, blah, blah.